I was coming off of so many wins. And I just thought I was all that and I didn't need to train. I just thought that it was all that and I just didn't need to work. That I could win. This is a tune-up fight. It doesn't matter. I'm supposed to win it anyway. I'm going to win it with one hand tied behind my back. I could win this fight. So I didn't come into it well-conditioned, well-trained, and with the right attitude. I came into it all wrong. And guess what? I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Codred, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. I'm happy that you're here with me. I love that you spend this time with me each week. Every Wednesday morning, we got a new podcast that comes out. I love it. I love this podcast, and I love you, and I hope you feel supported. I hope you know that I'm here to give you support, education, information, and love. And I hope you find further support, education, information, and love in the Code Red Network, off of social media, free from algorithms, free from drama, free from censorship, and free from ads. It's a really great place to stay connected. So check that out, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash app. And today we're talking about something, unfortunately, I know a little bit about the dangers of complacency, the dangers of complacency. Now, here's the definition of to be complacent. All right, you ready? We're going to get sick of that word after this podcast is done. I'm going to be like, you know, when you say a word over and over and it starts to sound weird to you, that's what it's going to be like. Showing smug satisfaction with one's achievement. Showing smug satisfaction with one's achievement. Complacent. Think back. Have you gotten complacent in some area of your life? You just think you got this. And let me tell you, there's no bigger display of complacency than in boxing. Well, probably weight loss. But boxing, you know, you, you get your bell rung. I mean, you get, your, you get your butt handed to you if you show complacency. And I have unfortunately made this mistake in my boxing career back when I was fighting. I fought from 2002 to 2010. I fought in 15 pro fights all over the world, two world titles, five knockouts. I've never been knocked out, never been knocked down. <sighs> Let me tell you guys, one time, I, I wish I could remember the girl's name and I wish I could remember the, the year and the fight number and all the details of the fight. I just can't remember that. But this was what we called a tune-up fight. So in boxing, before a world title or before a real big fight, You'll have what's called a tune-up fight. It's jokingly called a tuna fight because something smells fishy. And what happens with a tune-up fight is the promoter will, will specifically get you a fighter that, that the promoter knows you can beat. And it's to get your confidence up. It's to kind of shake the cobwebs out, get you ready for the real fight. Tune-up fights usually are exactly what they did. They, you, you can win them. You can win them. You know you can win them. It, they're set up to where you win them. Now, they're not, they're not set up to where the person takes a fall. They're just set up with an opponent that is a lot lower than your ability and that you can win. 
Because confidence really drops when you're boxing when you lose a fight. Confidence really, really, really drops. And so much of boxing is mental, so you don't want to get into a situation where you go into a really big fight with your confidence down and you're, you're doubting yourself. So these tune-up fights are there to get your confidence up, to, you know, to, to show you that you can do it, to get you all fired up, to get the crowd fired up, to get everybody fired up. And the opponents of tune-up fights, it's kind of, an, it's kind of something that we just don't talk about in boxing. If you're an opponent, if I'm trying to think of the name that we call them, it's kind of like an oppon- opponent that someone uses to build their record on. And, you know, you get paid your $3,000, your $5,000, your $10,000, whatever you're getting paid. Sometimes you're only getting paid 500 bucks. Sometimes you're only getting paid. Like it's not, sometimes you're not getting paid much, but you need to pay the bills. You don't really care about the win. You just care about paying bills. And you take a fight. You're a decent fighter, a journeyman fighter. You're a decent fighter and... You know, you lose the fight, ain't no big deal to you. There are fighters out there, there's a whole string of fighters out there that are never made, they were never meant to be champions. That was never their aspiration. That was never their desire. They're just there to be, to make other people's boxing records look better. That's the reality of the very dirty business of boxing. That's not even the dirty part too. I mean, boxing is a nasty, nasty business anyway. I've had a couple of tune-up fights in my day. You always want to have one before a world title fight, and I've had two world title fights. And in this particular situation, I was cocky going into this fight. I knew that this was a tune-up fight. I knew that this girl was supposed to be a girl that I could beat. And I, that was the plan. I mean, I had more ability, more experience, more confidence, more skill, better conditioned, stronger, faster, longer arms, everything. I was better in every way, shape, or form than this girl. But you know what I had? The sheeted smug satisfaction with one's achievement. I was cocky. I was cocky as I had won all these back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back fights. And the crowd was, woo, Christy. Woo, you know, I was, I was on magazine covers. I was on TV every week. I was traveling. I was signing autographs and I was taking pictures of people. People recognized me everywhere. And man, I was smug. And man, I thought I was all that. And I got into the ring with somebody who had nothing to lose. Somebody who knew, but didn't say, you know, was unspoken, knew what she was there for. Somebody who absolutely knew that I was going to build my record on her. Someone that had nothing to lose. They were getting paid either way. They made weight. They were conditioned. They were ready. They were trained. They were a good opponent, but knew that they were there for that reason. Again, unspoken. Nobody really says it. Nobody says, get in there and take a fall. But they say, don't worry if you lose. Like kind of like that. They're not, and, and a, for, a, for a fighter like this, nobody's expecting them to win. Nothing is expected of them. They're expected to show up. They're expected to make weight according to their contract. And they're expected to fight as best they can. And nothing else is expected of them. But me, however, ooh, I was full of myself. My head was so big, I couldn't even fit through the door. I had not done much conditioning. I had not done much training. I skipped a couple of training days. I barely made weight because I wasn't watching my diet. I wasn't doing my road work. I wasn't running like I should. My cardiovascular wasn't in the shape that it should be. I was coming off of so many wins. 
And I just thought I was all that and I didn't need to train. I just thought that it was all that and I just didn't need to work. That I could win. This is a tune-up fight. It doesn't matter. I'm supposed to win it anyway. I'm going to win it with one hand tied behind my back. I could win this fight. So I didn't come into it well-conditioned, well-trained, and with the right attitude. I came into it all wrong. And guess what? You probably can guess what happened. What happened next? Yeah, I effing lost that fight. I wouldn't say I got my butt handed to me. I didn't get knocked out. I didn't, you know, it was a decision. But I didn't knock her out like I was supposed to. And I didn't win. In my own hometown, I came into the ring so cocky and so overconfident and I got complacent in my training that I got in there to win with a girl who said, I don't know what she said to herself, but I lost. I lost that fight and I 100% deserved to lose because I 100% F the whole thing up with my complacency. I learned firsthand the dangers of complacency. I learned firsthand what it's like when you don't keep up the basics of training. I learned firsthand what it was like when you get too cocky, too smug, and too better than thou. And that's what I was. I didn't think I needed to train. I just, oh, I got this. Oh, I got this. Look at how many fights I've won. Look at how well I've done. Look at how good I look. I'm Christy Code Red. I got this. No, I did not have it. And I lost that fight. And it was a major blow in so many, a blow to my team, a blow to my ego, a blow to my fans, a blow to the boxing, to the boxing world. It was awful. And it was a big uh, turning point for me. (laughs) I deserved to lose. I, I walked in there with this horrible attitude that I had and I deserved to lose and I did lose. Everything went wrong and she beat me on points. And it was incredibly humiliating. So I know what it's like to be complacent. Fast forward a few years, you know, I met Natasha in 2016 on my 40th birthday, the day of my 40th birthday. And um, she, within, you know, in the first month of her, of the program was she lost 50, 55 pounds in five months. The first month of her program, she started at 200 pounds. She lost 20 pounds. That's when she came to me and said, this program is absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Code Red needs to be a household name and I can help you get there. And so she had me change a few things. Remember, I was on Idaho State food stamps. And so in the very first month after she had me change a few things, I tripled my income, tripled my income in one month from a few small tweaks. Well, guess what I did when that happened? I got complacent. I quit doing all the things that I had been doing that she taught me to do. The month following, I was like, I thought I was rolling in money. Like I'd never seen so much money in my life you know, tripling it from zero, you know, tripling up from barely making ends meet, barely even paying my office rent, downtown Boise, $250 a month, by the way, barely making it, barely. I mean, receiving food stamp money, receiving state assistance to tripling my income in the first month. I mean, I thought I had died and I thought I'd died and got, gone to heaven. I never, I've never seen so much money in my life. Really, seriously, I'm not exaggerating. I really thought I was all that. And what did I do the following month? I, I, I got cocky. I got complacent. I didn't do anything that she told me to do that following month. I just thought that that was it. I, I, I've arrived. And everything that I had gained, I was back down to zero in the following month because I got complacent. You would think I'd learned my lesson by now, huh? You'd think I would have learned from my boxing days. 
that you don't get complacent. Well, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, how many times we all get to go around this mountain over and over and tripled my income that first month following her advice, didn't keep it up. Everything was back down to zero again. I was back down to rock bottom again. And I realized, oh, hey, crap. I got to keep this up every month. You cannot rest on your laurels as an entrepreneur ever, ever. If you've got big dreams, you want to reach things, you got to keep going. You cannot rest on your laurels as an entrepreneur. Fortune favors the, I think it's called, well, I think the original saying is fortune favors the bold, but fortune favors the quick, the fast mover, the implementer. That's when you want to see things happen. The people who get crap done quickly. And I did following that. It only took me one mistake of making and I'd never let it go. I never got complacent. Even when Code Red hit 10 million, even we were doing 800 grand a month, we were, you know, we were cranking out some serious, serious revenue. And I still never got complacent. I never got cocky. I never got like, oh, I got this. No, 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 no. I learned that lesson once back in 2016. I did not have to relearn that one again. Complacency will kill you. Becoming smug with your achievements. And this is what happens in weight loss. A lot of people, a couple, couple different ways that complacency can creep in. When you're losing your weight in the first month, you hit that 10% of your body weight down. And then you start to relax the rules a little bit because it came off so easily. It didn't come off easily. Yes, it did, but it didn't. You worked hard for it that whole first month and the weight came off 10%. I mean, that's absolutely unheard of in the weight loss industry without having to do shakes or pills, without having to do HCG shots, without having to do fentramine pills, without, without having to just starve yourself, without having to exercise yourself to death, without having to do beach body shakes. Yeah, I mean, even with those other methods, 10% still pretty hard to get. But on Code Red, with the proper human diet, we do hit that number 10% down each month. But a lot of people will hit that first month and they'll hit that first 10% and they rest on their loyal laurels. They get complacent. They quit pre-planning, pre-measuring, and pre-logging. They start letting their kids drink a little bit out of their water bottle. So they're not getting their whole amount of water that they need per month that their home study program tells them. They start nibbling one little nibble here, one bite of their kid's macaroni and cheese, one bite of their husband's Costco pizza, one Costco sample, one bite turns into one piece, turns into one half. I mean, it sneaks in. And that's how people, and then their weight loss slows down. And what do they say? I'm stalled. No, you ain't stalled. You're just not doing the program the way that you did it in the first month because you've gotten complacent. Another thing I see with Code Red when it comes to complacency is people who get into maintenance. People who reach their goal weight. I've done this. People who reach their goal weight and they will, they think they got this. Look, being in maintenance one month is not enough for you to be able to sustain it. You need to be in maintenance for a full year. You need to be, you need to go through a full year of life with me by your side holding your hand, which is what I do in the maintenance program. Birthdays, holidays, bar mitzvahs, vacations, anniversaries. If you are, go through a death, if you go through a job change, if you change houses, a lot of things can happen in a year. And when you are in the maintenance program where we are by your side for all of it, we can help you through it. But people, they get to maintenance, they're in maintenance for one week. 
And they're like, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. No, you don't got this. They're in maintenance for one month. I got this, I got this. I'm going to go ahead and leave the program. And what do they do? They leave the program, they disconnect from Code Red, and they get complacent. And it sneaks back on. The Biggest Loser contestants. You guys remember the NBC show, The Biggest Loser? It was one of the top-rated shows on the planet Earth for almost 10 years running. Jillian Michaels, Bob Harper, those were the original coaches. And these people would lose 200 pounds in 10 weeks, 150 pounds in 10 weeks. They would go from morbidly obese to ripped and lean in 10 weeks, living on the ranch in, in L.A. And what did they do when they got home? Every single contestant, every single contestant, you can look it up, has gained back their weight. Every single contestant. And don't give me that baloney about, well, they tanked their metabolism. They ruined blah, 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 blah. No, they did not in 10 weeks. They didn't do that. Do I agree with the methods? No, that's why I didn't take the job on The Biggest Loser when it was offered to me. I don't agree with The Biggest Loser, but that's, for, that's a different video for a different day. They gained back their weight because they got complacent. They quit getting on the scale. They quit doing the daily activities that they did to lose that weight. They quit following the lifestyle. Of course, I don't believe in 10 weeks you can really create a lifestyle. So again, my problem with the biggest loser are the methods they use to get the weight off. But they let little things sneak back in and they didn't correct it in time. And the little things turned into big things. And that's what happens with people on maintenance. Because all these Biggest Loser contestants that won, they ended up, they got home. They were at maintenance. They were at maintenance. And they got home and they ended up gaining back their weight. And it's slow and it's insidious. It's because they got complacent with the rules, with the program. How about your marriage? Cheating sets in. Harmless starts off as harmless flirting and you get complacent with the rules that you've put in place for your marriage or your partnership, your, your long-term relationship, whatever you're in, you have rules set in place. The rules are you don't go, you're not alone with another man unless it's your husband or your dad or your brother. And you just bend the rules a little bit and it turns into something. And pretty soon you're cheating. You find yourself cheating. It was just a harmless text. A harmless smile. Be careful. We're not guarding our marriages like we should. We become complacent and evil starts to take root in our lives and we start driving a wedge between us and our partners. You know, what about your friends? Uh, the friends that, you know, they, how about just come over to the pool just for one margarita? Okay, well, one margarita won't hurt me. You become complacent. You start letting things slide. Just like I did with my boxing fight. Just like I did with my boxing match. I quit doing my road work. I was supposed to be running five miles a day. I started to only run three. I was supposed to be boxing three hours a day. I only boxed an hour a day. I started skipping workouts. That kind of crap takes root and, and gets in. Just like with your weight loss, you just quit. You quit pre-measuring, pre-planning. Oh, it's only one time. I'm just going to take Sunday off. And then you cheat and then it starts to spiral. It starts to spiral down. Guys, this complacency will kill you. If you're in maintenance, we believe in maintenance that we work out and you start letting your workout slip. You quit going to the gym. You quit, you quit jogging each day, whatever you're doing. You quit training. You quit doing it. And then you just get off, you get off the, out of the whole habit of doing it. It just, it's not your lifestyle anymore. And you become complacent. Showing smug, 
satisfaction with oneself or oneself's or one's achievement. Showing smug satisfaction with oneself or one's achievement. Achievement. I fully believe that you should be proud of yourself. Absolutely be proud of yourself. Celebrate. Celebrate for sure. But you cannot become smug because just like that, it can all be taken away. When I lived in New York City, I had I was ro- I was I was walking the red carpet and my MTV show came out, walking the red carpet, training celebrities, getting mentioned in People magazine and Allure magazine, being chosen as the top t- one of the top 10 best trainers in New York. You know, everything was going so well and the market crashed and I crashed with it because I lost all my clients in nine days. Back to sleeping on my friend's couch because I lost my apartment. Couldn't keep up, can't, can't pay rent. They're going to kick you out. You know, had no money. Had to go back to living with my parents. Let me tell you, I know what it's like to be back where you started in a snap, in a split second. You could lose it all. You've got to stay sharp. You've got to stay on your game. You cannot rest on your laurels with your business, with your marriage, with your parenting, with your weight loss, with your workouts, with your goals. You can't take those little days off because then they take root. You can't get sloppy. So many people are getting sloppy and then it takes root. And then what? And then what? Now you're back to square one. You've lost everything that you've worked so hard for. Let me tell you something. If you can learn from my mistakes and save yourself heartache, that's even better. Like they say, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. I don't know if that's the saying, but that's what I'm going to say. If you can learn from my mistakes and not go through this, heck yeah, that would be great. That would be so great. Don't get complacent. The dangers of complacency. They take root. They start to wedge in there. They start to drive a divider between you and your partner or you and your weight loss coach or you and your training partner or you and your, co- your, your coach of the gym or whatever you've got going on. It just starts to take root. Little by little, it is insidious. And little by little, you don't want to go down that road because then you're, then you're going to be back to square one. You're going to be doing this whole weight loss thing all over again. Don't get complacent, even in the good times. Even in the good times, don't rest on your laurels. Don't let that happen to you. It happened to me, and I regret it big time. I lost a fight because of it that I never should have lost. It doesn't have to happen to you. Stay sharp. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. Stay inspired. Stay on track. You can do this. This is not the hardest thing you've ever done, but it takes daily recommitment. It takes daily recommitment to the lifestyle or daily recommitment to whatever you've got going on. Continue to commit each day. Remind yourself why you're doing this. Look at your why. Understand why am I, why am I going down this road? Why am I staying on this path? Don't get sloppy. Is it'll turn around and nip you in the butt so fast it's not even funny. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys in the Code Red Network at coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP off of social media where it's safe and where you are well loved. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, 
Let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, rebel on.